Hello again. So most of you know that I am a professor at Texas State University, and it's one of my great joys that I get the opportunity to stay in touch with so many of my students. Today, I'm actually bringing on one of my former students to share a little bit about her journey. I felt like this was the perfect time to bring a former student in because we're wrapping up a semester and finishing up with graduation. So I'm really excited today. I have Addison Turner and she recently opened up her own business and it's an online boutique called Love Addie Lynn. I had the wonderful opportunity to be Addie's professor in interpersonal communication several years ago. And throughout my time of knowing her, I've witnessed her grow her business and really seen her come into her own and use those skills from interpersonal about awareness and identity self-reflection, and really fueling yourself for interpersonal growth. So her boutique, Love Addie Lynn, is an online women's clothing boutique that features apparel, accessories, and shoes. But most importantly, it's becoming all-size inclusive. Having worked in the retail industry for a while and being a lover of fashion since she was young, Addison now gets to help women of all ages look and feel confident in items she carries in her store. So let's dive into today's episode with my former student, Addie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Whole podcast with me, Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. And today I'm actually so very excited. I am here with Addison Turner, and I'd love to tell you just a little bit about how I know Addie. Um, she was actually one of my students at Texas State for interpersonal communication way back years ago. Okay, not years and years ago. She's not very old. Sorry, Addie, didn't make you... <laughs> It but feels it, like forever. it feels like forever, right? Like how many years ago was that? <laughs> that was in 2017. Cause that was my first semester. Cause I transferred. Yeah. So it was a while ago. And, and, and it's interesting. Maybe it just feels like a while ago because throughout that time, you know, you've kind of morphed into several different people and had several different experiences, which is exactly why I brought you on the show today. I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from, but I also, um, you know, we're going to kind of get into a little bit of your story about what you do now. So as I mentioned, I met you at Texas State. So clearly you were a student there. What, um, yes. just kind of backing it up a little bit for everyone. Where were you before you got to Texas State? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm an originally from Bastrop, Texas, so not super far away. But um, once I graduated high school, I ended up going to Texas A&M Corpus Christi for my freshman year. Had a whole different plan to go like medical route. <laughs> um, felt like I was on vacation there. It was great, um, but it ended up not being for me. So I decided to transfer a little bit closer to home. Um, and it was a big change. I mean, Texas State is huge compared to Corpus. So um, I came to Texas State, like I said, in 2017. And that's where I met Professor LeClaire. Um, and it kind of just started there. I switched my major to psychology. That's um, what I got my undergraduate degree in. Um, and finished out my undergrad there. And I actually went back for my master's um, in human resource management um, during COVID. Um, and it went by really fast. And now we're, what, two days out from graduation. So uh, yeah, it's been crazy, crazy ride. Um, but yeah, we'll get into kind of everything. But it's, I love San Jose Marcos. I love Texas State. 
Well, okay. And several things right there, just to kind of clue everybody in, in terms of then how our relationship has developed, you know, so you were my class in my class in interpersonal, and I just love the story. Also, first of all, I'm <laughs> going to fully take credit because yes, <laughs> as, do, as in interpersonal, we learn about ourselves and we talk about so much about identity and awareness and interpersonal growth and what we want from life and relationships. And so I just think it is so wonderful. And I'm so happy that you happen to meet your significant other in that class. It's like one of my favorite stories and who then he also went on and I had several classes with him. And so I just feel so connected to both you and Zach throughout over the years, we've really kept in touch. And, and so knowing that then, you know, I had you for the one class and I saw you kind of go on an undergrad, but this wasn't your original plan to do this master's. And so talk to me about kind of, you know, you're getting your degree and then all of a sudden you're, you know, some other things started happening, COVID hits, like, what was that like? And what made you transition into going to get your graduate degree? Yeah, it really kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Um, I thought I was, once I was done with my undergrad, like, that's it. I'm no more school school I'm done um but I when I was getting my degree um, with psychology my plan was to do counseling just to go that route um I had taken a couple classes realized it was not really for me um I loved it but I just wasn't super passionate about it and especially with counseling you probably should be really passionate about that you know when you're talking to people and you know they're what they're going through and everything. So decided that wasn't for me, but it was a little too late to change um, routes. So I went ahead and finished with psychology. Um, so once graduation came, I mean, that was in the middle of um, COVID, like the midst of all of all of it, um, because I graduated in May of 2020. So I was looking for jobs. Um, in the meantime, I pretty much my Mm, let's see, two years um, of undergrad, I worked at Barefoot um, Campus Outfitters, which is just, you know, kind of like Texas State gear and all the good things, um, a retail store. Um, so I worked there for a while and I kind of got my retail experience. I'd worked in other places prior, but loved working there. Um, it was great atmosphere. So once I graduated, taking that into consideration, I was looking for jobs, didn't really find anything. And I was like, I kind of want to go back (laughs) to school as much as I was like, oh, I'm done. I decided I probably shouldn't. I mean, it was during COVID. So most of the classes were online. It was a one year, not even a one year, honestly, it was like 30 hours. Um, It was a 30 hour program. So it was pretty quick um, and didn't really know what I wanted to do my master's in either. So I researched my family kind of was the one who brought me into HR and they're like, Oh, you should check it out. Um, like you're, you know, really outgoing. You like to talk to people. Um, and really psychology and HR really do mesh well together. They do. Um, which, I mean, I had that thought before starting, but once I actually got in and, you know, met people and my professors, they were like, Ooh, like you bring this whole other perspective. Cause I mean, most people, Mm-hmm. At least in HR, you know, McCoy in the business school, they have an undergraduate in business. business. And I didn't. Um, so it's a little intimidating. Um, but I'm so glad that I did it. And I mean, I've learned so much and I've given other perspectives, I've gotten other perspectives. So um it's really it's really been great. But <laughs> aside from school, um, going back to the retail aspect. Um, one of my biggest dreams really since I was little was to have my own business and specifically I guess like a clothing store and I mean during COVID I was like okay I'm not really working I'm doing school yes but like what I I feel like I need to do this now because when am I going to do this like Mm -hmm. any other time sure 
but I think this is like prime, prime time for me to do this. So took all my knowledge from barefoot and, you know, other work experiences and just hit the ground running, watched a ton of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, people asked like, how do you get, how did you get started? And realistically like YouTube was my best friend. <laughs> um, well, that's such a good advice though, because I mean, I think what people, if they go to your page now, so as, as Addie's describing, she, she opened this online boutique and, and if people go to your page, like the first time I saw it, I was like, Whoa, how did she do all this? Like, it just, <laughs> like you had everything figured out and you knew how it was all supposed to start. And that was when you were, you were just in the middle of getting your master's or just starting. So it's not like you had this master's degree in web design and how to start a business or entrepreneurship. So it really was, you went on YouTube and you're learning how to start an online boutique, right? Yes. And I mean, with the whole, like on, uh, you said like coding and you know web design and like all of that stuff I mean realistically like I don't know how to do any of that like no coding heck no that's really confusing but the um I guess application that I use for my online store is very um you can it's self-learn it can self-learn really well and it's super mm -hmm. easy to figure out um and they have templates and you know you wouldn't know that when you go on like my page or any other person's, but it really was easy to start and it was super helpful. And I could talk all day about that and that could be a whole other story. But, um, so I started the boutique in October of 2020, right towards the end of the month. And when I say it has been so overwhelming and so amazing and the support has been crazy, like, I don't know what I expected, <clears throat> but it, it really has succeeded beyond what I thought it was going to. Um, and it's just, it's my baby now. So I can't wait to see what, what happens, where it takes me. I mean, it's only been a little over a year. So mm -hmm. it's been when you were thinking about, so you said you always kind of wanted a clothing business. And when you were thinking about that, and then you the online space just kind of really opened up itself, especially during COVID and everything, you know, was there a lot of like, you know, planning that went into it? Did you have every step kind of figured out or was it more just like, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And then you've kind of just added things like it. When I think back to, I guess, like I decided I wanted to do it, but the, honestly, the hardest part was deciding on a name for mm -hmm. the boutique. And that's what kind of like held me back, I guess, in a sense, because I didn't know. And I'm like, I can't, I can't start it if I don't have a name. So I, I'm trying to think back like specifics. I would say I was getting serious about it probably in the summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it always been in the back of my mind and I kind of had like envisions of like what I wanted to carry and clothes and like all of that, but <clears throat> like branding, colors, name, that kind of stuff was kind of blossoming during the summer. And mm -hmm. as far as the name, I think it's interesting because the name of the boutique is Love Addie Lynn. So my nickname is Addie. Um, Lynn is my middle name. Um, it's spelled L-Y-N, just one in, because that's my dad's name. So it's a little different, but kind of like the love Addy part, I would always, and I'm actually staring at my sticker because it's on my laptop. So I'm like, oh, no, oh, that's like a cute reminder. But whenever I was younger, I would sign like cards, letters, emails eventually as love Addy Lynn. And it's so funny because I actually was at my dad's house kind of right when all of this was going on, when I was thinking about it. And I was going through boxes, whatever pictures. And I had found a letter that I wrote my dad. My dad kept it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to take a picture of this because this is 
literally like what I'm talking about. I, and I took a picture, I have it on my phone and it says love Addie Lynn, like in my old, like awful handwriting. Um, <laughs> but it's just so like, when I think back, I'm like, oh wow. Like, and as soon as I thought of that, the name was like, oh, that's immediately what I'm calling it. There's nothing else, like nothing. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I how, love that. How did you manage like all the overwhelm of all of that? Because there still were, you know, I know you say there are templates and things like that, but as you said, you know, you're picking up branding, you're doing all this. And then just even going on social media, sometimes it can be overwhelming because you see other people and you can feel like, oh, it's all already done or that's how somebody else has done it. So how did you kind of even navigate like, figuring all of that out and and not let it consume you in every other aspect too yeah I would say you said social media and I'll I guess I'll start with that so uh, actually a couple of my friends they have their own boutiques and they're in different parts like I have a friend in Dallas I have a friend in San Antonio um and some are just online some are brick and mortar and like I did ask them and you know talk to them and ask for advice and things like that. But I don't know, I guess me being me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother them. Like they're doing their own thing. Like Mm -hmm. they don't, not that they don't want to help me, but I'm like, like, I don't want them to think that I'm like copying them, I guess, in a sense. And like, I really try to not compare and like, look at other, look at their profiles in the sense of comparing and being like, oh, like, well, what are they doing? Oh, I need to do that. I don't look at it in that way. Like if I do look, I'm really like trying to support them. Like my one friend in San Antonio, she just opened her brick and mortar store. And, um, I, she always has a live, I think like they're on Wednesday nights and I'm like, Oh, it's Wednesday night. I get to watch her live. So, I mean, as far as social media, and of course there's days where I'm like, Oh, like they're doing way more than me. Like, especially because of grad school and like, they're only focusing on their business and they don't have, you know, at least on social media, they don't have other things going on. So, Um, And that's another thing, like, you just kind of have to remind yourself, this goes like for anything. Um, And I could go on a whole tangent, but social media, I mean, you only see what people want you to see. So um, I guess going back to like grad school, I mean, I, starting out with the boutique, it was a lot of kind of heavy lifting and doing the website and doing the pictures and um, buying the clothes. Oh my gosh. Like that's the main part, buying the clothes and figuring out what I wanted to carry. Um, but then bringing grad school and work and stuff. I mean, really time management was like my best friend. And I still, to this day, people are like, Oh my God, how did you, how did you do all of that? And to be completely transparent, honest, I don't know (laughs) know how I did it. And I mean, I think a big part of, I guess, how I keep organized and stuff is making lists. I probably have like six or seven lists on my phone right now (laughs) of random things. Um, And I have a calendar, uh, like a written planner calendar. I have my whiteboard calendar. I have my phone calendar, which I don't use too much, but not that all of those, all the calendars are the same. Like there's nothing, they're not for different things. They're all everything in one. And I think it's funny because people are like, well, why are you rewriting that? Like, for the fifth time. And I'm like, like, it's just what I do. (laughs) Um, But that's like a good, I'm the same way. I mean, I have everything because I can't just get used to the phone calendar. I still like to write it out. And then I have one calendar that's bigger. That's usually always at home. And so I have different lists and things, 
but in some ways for me too, it's like that constant reminder for my brain or or solidifying it in that way does help me when I have so many things. Um, you know, so it's like, I think it's interesting too. You say time management, so much of time management is really just, is that right? Piecing out where things go and seeing how everything fits together. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, really like a day in the life, they're all different too, which is what I love. Cause I mean, really, I mean, depending on the day, like if I get new um, clothes in and packages, like I'll have to go through them and, you know, make sure everything is good. And there's no, you know, rips, tears, like any of that stuff, uh, quality control, the packages. So I have to like do that and then um, tag everything, price everything, um, steam stuff. If it's very, you know, super wrinkly and like not cute. Um, and then when I get orders in, do those, package those up, which that's my favorite part. And going back to barefoot, I mean, for the majority of the time, I guess, like once I learned, I did most of like the online orders for barefoot. So if you ordered in the past online, I probably packaged your order. Um, but I mean, that's where I learned that kind of aspect of like shipping and cause that is a whole other ball game. And I mean, pretty, I I don't know, I probably don't go every day, but at most every other day, every two days I go to the post office and like, so like talk to them and like making sure everything is good. And like right now, I mean, this is just a friendly reminder. Like if you are mailing stuff, UPS, USPS, FedEx, all, all of the stuff, be nice because they are so overwhelmed. They are. Um, the other day I went in and I, I think I had like maybe two or three packages to drop off. Um, and the bin, like they, they roll out like a big old, I don't know what you would call it. It almost looks like, looks like a huge, like laundry bin kind of like thing. And people put in their packages if they've already like paid for them and stuff. Um, it was literally overflowing and it was in the morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, everyone decided to mail their packages today, um, probably for Christmas, but they, I could just see on their faces. They were so overwhelmed. So yeah. that was a tangent, but <laughs> It's, it's a lot just doing all, all the things. And, um, I don't think I mentioned this, but I, it's just me. Like I haven't, I don't, haven't hired anyone yet, which that is a big goal that I have probably for 2022 to do. Um, but I live with my grandma and she is amazing. She helps me like, she'll even like try on stuff. And I'm like, Oh, can I take that? Oh, I love that. (laughs) It's so sweet. I love her. So, um, she's been a huge help too. So I don't, I mean, if she wasn't here, at least for right now, I don't, I don't know how I would have kept up done stuff. Well, I think it's so, there are so many different things that you've had to do and then navigate not only just different, you know, things that you have going on with school and then starting the boutique, but then just really trying to understand all the different like things in the business. You know, it's not just the ordering the clothes and the social media, it's figuring out the payments and all of those kinds of things and really kind of figuring out the business plan Mm -hmm. and how you, you know, how you can make this something that's not just your dream, like you said, but something that's sustainable then for you going forward, not just financially, but then also with all the busyness and everything that you have going on. Yeah. And I, no one teach, and I, it's so frustrating in a way, because like I, yes, I learned a lot on YouTube and thank goodness for that. But I mean, even not with a boutique, I mean, any, anything in general, even if you don't have a business of your own taxes and like things like that, you do not learn that in school. Um, at least in like high school, I mean, maybe in college and stuff, but I mean, that's like a whole other thing. And that's, 
very important. And even just, you know, when people order stuff and making sure the price is correct and shipping and all of the payment things, like you were saying, I mean, you're, you're messing with people's money at the end of the day. And like, if -hmm. someone isn't satisfied and then going into like the whole customer service thing, I mean, Mm -hmm. if someone's not satisfied, I mean, I, I am all about customer service and I'm like, okay, do you not like it here? Let me give you a refund or, you know, whatever, if it doesn't fit or all, all of those things. But um, yeah, people, you don't, you don't learn a lot of that in school. So it's just been a ride to learn taxes, learn, um, like you said, the business, more business, uh, side of things and get the, um, resellers permit and like all of the like nitty gritty, like legal, like documents and stuff. Um, so I honestly, I, I, I don't think I've voiced this to anyone. I definitely have like thought about it, but I, there's been so much to learn, I guess, on my own, that part of me (laughs) wants to, like, make a guide or something Mm -hmm. to help other people. I mean, and it could be with, you know, boutique, retail, like, whatever. It's going to differ for everyone. I think Um, it really, I mean, I just think, because I know how organized you are, too, and how (laughs) how you do, you make the list, and you, and you, you have, you're very good at strategic thinking in terms of, this is how things fit, or this is where things go, and so I could really see where, yeah, you would be able to give people almost a better step-by-step of some of the things that you had to go through, or just that are, like, just normal business things, because even, like, what you're saying with taxes, you know, I thought I was doing everything right with the book (laughs) and everything like that, and then I got this letter in the mail that was, like, taxes, and I was, like, Oh my gosh. And I was so worried. I was like, am I going to go to like debtor's prison now? Like, yeah. And I called and they were like, Cassandra, I just pay us $50 or whatever yeah. it was. It was like actually no big deal, but the letter yeah. sounded so scary. And so there were just things like that. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm a fairly, you know, confident, intelligent, successful person, but like, there are just so many things, like so many little steps with be it with business or setting up organizations in different things like that. So I think too, like, as you went through it, since you are so organized, you can see where you'd be really able to just giving people some of those tips and tricks, like you say that maybe aren't spelled out explicitly on YouTube or sometimes too, as you know, with school or certifications or with everything else, you know, you get kind of like the big picture, the idea, but then it's those day-to-day things or like the, like the little tiny, you know, things that are really important, but that you just didn't have time to cover. And then that's where you're like learning by trial and error so much too. Yeah. And this, um, another thing that can be a little frustrating and I think it's more, I know it's probably other like industries and stuff, but I feel like with, um, like retail and like online boutiques, I think specifically, or just boutiques in general, I think, I, I think it's changing for the better, but there's a lot of competition and people kind of like gatekeeping information on like mm-hmm. how to be successful and like how to do stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, why are we doing this? And on, and two, like with TikTok and everything, I think I've learned a lot from TikTok. I could, that's a, another story mm-hmm. too. Um, that's been really helpful, but going off of TikTok, I think that's where I've seen more like community and like supportive of, of, you know, just any small business in general, um, 
but I don't want to be, you know, like, I don't want to be the person to gatekeep. That's like far from what I want right. to do. I think, that, well, I think yeah. that that's such a good segue into kind of, you know, so much of the things that we talk about, you know, bringing it back to like, you know, just even you know, empowerment and working for something, you know, so many of these spaces on social media, it's like this fake sense of empowerment, right? Like, like you said, you know, it's like, we're here for all women, but yet I'm not really going to tell you how I got here because then you like get some of my success and I can't have that. And it's like this weird scarcity model too, right? Of like not recognizing that there is space for everyone and no, you don't have to give away every secret and everything you ever worked for, but like there's definitely room for collaboration or for sharing and for growth. And so I think that's interesting that you say, like, I've heard this from other people too, that TikTok does seem to like encourage some sort of community in some ways. You know, I'm not especially well-versed in TikTok, so I can't <laughs> that <laughs> it's a lot I will say <laughs> but just even you know like thinking about that a little bit too you know looking in that space and and that is a thing you know you are going into human resources and just from a business perspective too just looking at what that really is like to build other people up as they're starting not just starting a business but really empowerment in all areas right and so often I think um, there is kind of that hesitation, like you said, to share, share our knowledge or what have you. So have you, what do you think kind of about some of those spaces? I think, well, kind of just thinking about it more. I mean, I think it's so funny that I understand in a sense, like I'm very, uh, and I feel like I've always been this way, especially with like psychology and like that background. I really try to like, think of how someone is thinking like in their shoes and like their perspective and just kind of like being well-rounded and really trying to like look at all aspects but I mean even if I were to or anybody were to give their advice on like how to get started I guess specifically with retail I mean I could give a whole list of the places that I buy from I mean like all the vendors and some people would be like oh my gosh like you're giving away like all your secrets and at the same time I mean I could give someone the name of a vendor and they have i'm not kidding you like five thousand items to choose from and like the i mean they could still i mean when i really look big picture they could choose the same jackets shirts all of that like they could literally have my inventory what i have the same exact inventory they probably wouldn't have the same models and they probably wouldn't have the obviously like the branding and like just the outfits in general to pair it just like, so someone could technically copy me, but it's still going to be different. So right. that's where, like, going back to, like, gatekeeping information and just in any industry, like, no matter who, like, learns and gets the information, they're going to do it differently. And they're yeah. going to have a different view and mm -hmm. ways of doing things. So I wish we could look at social media that way too, you know, or look at some of these things with entrepreneurship more of like, okay, yeah, we, cause that's how I feel even about, you know, the things that I say, and you know, this from the things I say in class, or sometimes when I put stuff on social media, it's like, I'm not actually saying anything revolutionary. I'm not saying yeah. anything that somebody else hasn't said before. I could probably find, you know, exactly what I say. Somebody else is saying it differently or in a cuter graphic or whatever yeah. it is, right? <laughs> like, you know, they, their captions like float across the screen. I don't know. But it's like that idea that you never know who your message, who your, who your pictures, who anything is going to resonate with. And everybody 
you know, might like, like you said, even the styling of it, you know, I might see a shirt on your website and think like, oh, that's really cute. And I might see the same exact shirt on a different website, but it can be styled different or in a different color. Cause I am so visual that I'm oh, yeah. like, oh, I don't like that. And so it's just, I think instead of looking at social media, you know, I think this can go across for many contexts as like a competition or something to compare yourself to. It's like, I wish we could look at it as like more of like creative space for all these ideas of things that are possible. It's like, oh, okay. I hadn't thought about that. Not like, oh, I didn't think about that. So now I'm like less than or stupid or what have you, but it's more like as a space, like, oh, that's a cool idea. What can I do with that idea and make it my own? You know, and really just acknowledging the fact that there are very few original ideas anymore. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and now I like, this is so random, but I always, I always watch Shark Tank. I'm like obsessed with Shark Tank. Um, and I don't know, like sometimes I see things I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I not think of that? Like, that is so cool. That's so original. Like some of the stuff I'm like, I I don't know how you thought of this. And it's funny hearing their stories of how, um, like how it came to be. And like, if they get asked like, oh, how did you come up with this? Mm -hmm. It's so, most of the stories aren't anything crazy. It's just like, oh, well, this wasn't out there. And like, I needed this to do something faster or or do something better. And I just made it. And I think you're talking about creative spaces and like, but, you know, wishing we could just have kind of more of that. And I think honestly, going back to class, being in your class and just learning about different things, it really like, I don't, I don't, is it required to take like, no, I think it it should be. It's not. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what I was going to say. I really think it should be required because I mean, whether it's you or whoever else like teaching, it really like opens up all these doors to being like, Oh, like there's so much to learn and just, I mean, communications and talking with people and feelings and I mean, all this stuff. And I think I like eat it up because again, psychology and I could geek out on that stuff, but even people who aren't like that. I mean, it, it should be required. That's all. Well, I think like what it does is it just kind of, if you're really learning that material, you know, in, in the classes that we talk, teach is is learning the ways again like you said other people's perspectives learning ways of relating to each other recognizing that there are things beyond yourself you know so even you know like you're saying seeing the things on social media I said sometimes I see other people's stuff and I'm like well that's what I say it's like recognizing that you can say things in a million different ways and that doesn't mean that what you have to say is less valuable or it doesn't mean that you saying something in a similar fashion or selling similar clothes makes what you're doing less valuable and so I think like sometimes when we have more interpersonal awareness you know and we have some more like sense of self and self-awareness we we don't take some of that stuff as personally right so you're not over here looking on the internet thinking like oh that person's boutique is just better than mine and I can't do it and this isn't a space for me and they've already done everything instead you're like okay their boutique is awesome and they have some really cool stuff I have cool stuff too and here I'm going to style it and present it in my own way because I'm Addie and that person's that person and I just think that that's such a healthy perspective that, you know, really recognizing that all of these spaces can serve as spaces for inspiration, as opposed to spaces of like, I I don't know, again, if if we're in that scarcity model, they do feel like sources of like, not, not where we're going to be empowered, not where we're going to be uplifted. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that made me think of, so I guess it was last weekend, two weeks ago, I did a 
it was really my first like market days type thing, like where a bunch of like small businesses come together and they have like a little shopping spree and you can shop a bunch of local businesses. Um, I've done a bunch of pop-ups and um, I call them sip and shops because we have like snacks and drinks and stuff like that. But um, that was my first market where I was around other people because usually it's just myself or maybe like one other person or one other business. But I was so overwhelmed. I mean, I've, I've said that at the beginning, but it was so awesome to see all of these people. And this was in basically like my hometown. And so I knew a bunch of the people. I'm like, wait, I didn't know you did this. Like kind of like their little side hustle and like just their hobbies that they love. Mm-hmm. And I really was like taken aback and I was like, wow, like who would have thought? Like, and I mean, I honestly, I, I walked around and I kind of talked with a bunch of people, but there was a couple other like younger people like myself, but most of them were older. Maybe some of them were retired and stuff like that. And it just made me happy because I'm like, oh my goodness, like they're, I think now it's becoming more, I don't want to, I don't even want to say acceptable, but people are like, oh, like I can do this small business or mm-hmm. hobby or whatever it is. And like, I feel like people were scared to do it before. I don't know. Like, I can't really think of a good way to put it, but I'll just say scared to do it. And now they're like, and I think COVID honestly is a big reasoning for that. And they, maybe they found something during COVID that they really like to do. And they're like, oh, I can, you know, monetize this. I can like maybe earn some money with this way or extra money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about that with a couple of people there and it just, now it's bigger than that. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always like to shop small because it just really, it makes a difference. And it's honestly not even about the money at the end of the day. It's just, you're choosing to support someone and honestly a lot of the stuff is handmade and very very special and like they put a lot of time into it and even people that resell and mm-hmm. like for me I don't I don't make the clothes I don't design the actual clothes maybe one day but um still like it's just the thought that you're actually supporting them and when you really don't have to you could go <laughs> spend your money and support someone else <laughs> well I think too you're right you see so many people who kind of maybe did a pivot during COVID or who opened up other spaces for themselves. And I think that that is a good example of the power too of the internet and the power of social media because so many people were at home. And so it's like, again, rather than looking at it as like this evil, it's like sometimes it is a a good space where we can tap into ideas that we didn't even know were possible, tap into, you know, um, things that, okay, maybe this is something I thought of, let me research it or let me find out more about it. Or now I see other people who are doing it or like using, you know, like you said, the, the spaces where you have the other vendors and going there and really seeing, um, you know, now that things are more back in person too, it's so fun to be able to go to spaces like that farmer's market or artisan fairs and things like that. And to talk to the people who are making things like you said, or setting up their businesses, because there's just a different energy you can feel among people when they feel, they feel that passion. It's something that they're doing, that they're building, that they're creating. And it's this, this type of energy that then I think personally for me anyway, it makes me more excited to go do what I'm doing, which has nothing to do with, you know, clothes or has nothing to do with whatever it is. Right. But it just, it's that idea of that entrepreneurial spirit or that energy that like, okay, I might not know how to do something, but I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to grow this because I want to kind of that growth mentality 
of mm -hmm. how am I going to move forward and create something kind of bigger than me? I guess I really like that type of spirit and energy behind it. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to um, just thinking about, I guess for me, like energy, like I don't honestly, I mean, yes, my graduate program was only like, I did it within a year and because I took summer classes <laughs> and all of that, but even if I like drug it out and took a little bit more time and, you know, spaced kind of some things out, if I didn't have the boutique, I don't know how well I would have done honestly with grad school, because I mean, yes, it was a lot and it, I mean, it's manageable, even if, you know, you have a full-time job, like nine to five, all of that people do it, but I kind of, that was my outlet, like the boutique and it still is. I mean, I will, if I need just a moment, if I took like a study break or something, I would go fulfill orders or I would make content or a million other things like so or look for new clothes that was a big one because <laughs> I could just roll all day um on that but I mean it really was helpful with um completing my degree I mean and if some people might quite maybe won't understand that um because it is kind of like well that's like so much like how are you you know doing all this or maybe they can't envision themselves doing both and that's fine people everyone's different but um for me it really it, it's just funny to think about because I hadn't thought about that at all until we just were talking about that. And I'm like, huh? Like, no, I think that's honestly a really great way to think about, you know, and you, again, even just if you, we're connecting, I feel like we're connecting the dots as we're yeah. having this conversation, like even connecting then, you know, when people did have more space to kind of explore some of these things during COVID, or maybe that's what it was for a lot of people too. It's like, okay, how am I going to manage this? Maybe I'm going to make jewelry. How am I going to manage this? Maybe I'm going to make a class for somebody else or whatever it is. Right. And so I think it's like, awesome if that's if it if these things not became a coping mechanism for people but also like almost enabled them as a, another outlet to kind of move through some other things and how amazing is that if everybody could find that or continue to do that you know outside of a pandemic because then look at what it's given you you know it's given you a different sense of purpose it's given you a different excitement and I think maybe that's kind of what what a lot of this has been for people as they're finding kind of these other passions is people felt a loss of purpose, you know, because some for some people, the act of going places, you know, like yeah. getting up, going to my job, getting up, going to work, that fulfills some sort of sense of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you're going to your job, but you're like at home, you know, in halfway in your jammies on Zoom, <laughs> like, that feels different, right? So maybe the creating and the doing is a different sense of purpose. I don't know. I kind of love that we're just having this like natural yeah. conversation about it too. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how I am. I love to go places, do things even if um I mean during COVID if I like honestly sometimes I'll just be like okay I just need to go for a drive and get in my car to like feel like I went somewhere <laughs> um or you know just yeah to go for a drive or go mm -hmm. get fast food or something just something um but now and I didn't even touch on market like going to market um now that like you can go in person um there's a bunch of different ones you can go to Dallas or Atlanta or I think there's one in Vegas um that's a whole other side of retail boutique life that that's basically where you go in person and you can like feel the clothes and like actually see them in person. Cause otherwise majority of the things I buy, I buy them online. So they could look great online and I get them and I'm like, Oh, that is not what I ordered. Um, <laughs> very different. So 
I mean, doing that now and meeting people there. And I mean, some boutiques that I follow, um, one in particular, I mean, they have almost like a million followers. They are a huge, huge store. And like those people go to those markets and like just being kind of in the same building as them. It's really like inspiring. I'm like, Ooh, like, yeah, for sure. Here. Like it's not, it's, they're not celebrities, but it feels that they are. And it's the it energy is, of yeah. knowing. Yeah. It's like the people who expand your idea of what's possible for yourself. And it's like being in the energy and the atmosphere around them. No, we feel this, like, even when I go to academic conferences, it's like, you're around famous people. You're like, Ooh, I read their article. You know, it's just this idea of, of, again, it's something you're passionate about. So then you see the excitement in, in seeing somebody who's gone to a different level. And I think that that's a different mindset than seeing somebody who's at a top level where you want to be and being frustrated by that or getting down on yourself or being mad at them for their success, right? It's like kind of flipping the script instead and using that as like fuel and excitement of like, wow, this person did that. That means I can absolutely do this and being around them or watching their Instagram or whatever it is, and kind of just continually feeling that energy can help me build myself too, as opposed to like, again, looking at somebody and thinking like that, then there's no way I can do that or like allowing that to get down on myself. And I think that just some of that being in person, like you said, and feeling some of that energy can help with that too. And it's hard on social media when we do kind of, I think just to see like the only the pretty stuff and then you kind of can fall into that comparison trap more easily I think too yeah that um and of course like this goes for everyone like there's days where I'm like on social media even if I'm not on social media I'll just be like uh today's like that day like where I'm like uh I don't really I there's not really anything I can do to I don't know like you just have bad days like and so those days are, when I look back, they're good to just learn from because I've talked to like some of my friends and some of my friends, one in particular that has a business, we talk pretty much on the daily, send voice messages back and forth. And she, I say this because she really gets it because she, we're kind of in the same boat. And so, you know, she'll motivate me and be like, I get that you're, I get you're having one of those days, but look where you're at only like basically a year you're a year in like look where you're at and like look what you've done and look how many orders orders you've shipped out like you could not be there you could be like less than that and you know you you've done so much in this like little over a year and I mean she's not the only one there's been a bunch of friends and family and people I'm not really even really close with that have reached out and they're like oh my gosh like even if they haven't bought anything they're like I see you like, I see your posts, I see your drive, like what you're doing and just wanted to say like, yeah, I don't know how you're doing it, but you're killing it. And those like, especially from the people that like, I don't really know. And they're just seeing kind of surface level, like on social media. I mean, that means so much like mm-hmm. coming from anyone, everybody, but um, again, like that goes for not just No, I think it's that acknowledgement too. I mean, in so many ways, it's like often, you you know, when you're looking at a goal, be it for your business, be it for school, be it for whatever, right? We see the goal and then it's easy to get down on like, you know, oh my gosh, I have so many steps to get there or without then celebrating the achievements along the way 
right? Celebrating those successes and recognizing that those steps are all part of it, right? Instead of just seeing that big picture. And like to then that encouragement from other people, like it's wonderful to have it from your friends and family members because you know you want them and you need that support. But it is kind of like that outside opinion of somebody who does, who sees and you're like, okay, yep, this is the next step. Then it's working, it's working. And that's, it's really cool to feel that. And that's why I love it when people do, reach out to you or like I had somebody who messaged me and they said I found you on Instagram and I was like that was like the best thing anyone has ever said to me because I struggle so much with social media or I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing so the fact that somebody actually found me somehow through something I did I was like oh it's It's crazy (laughs) I I even had and I don't I don't even remember when I implemented this or whatever but and I kind of want to change it because I can only so what happens is if someone orders from mm-hmm. me, I was about to say us, but it's like, there's no one else. It's me. I always say that, which it's good. I, that's like a whole other thing, but to say like, Oh, us, like we, it's kind there of like, going to be a we manifesting your yeah. team. <laughs> um, but when someone orders from me at the very end, like when everything's gone through, there's, I put a survey and I'm like, how did you find us? And I think I had like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, other mm-hmm. word of mouth and or friend word of mouth and it's so interesting to see I bet where people find you and another and I want to add it so I have a which I don't think there would be that many people that found me this way but on my car I made like a little magnet and uh-huh. it has my logo it's very minimal like it, very minimal it has my logo and then it has a QR code uh-huh and so if someone's like sitting behind me in traffic or maybe if my car's in a parking lot and someone's walking by, <laughs> they literally can like scan my QR code. And I made it to where if I saw it, I'd be like, wait, what is that? <laughs> That's yeah. why it's so minimal. But I'm like very curious to see like how many people have scanned that. And I maybe should have done it a different way so I could track it because I can't track it. Um, That's interesting though. I would be curious about that too. Does it make you a better driver? Cause you're paranoid. Somebody will scan your QR code, (laughs) but it's been funny because I, um, there's been a couple of times where if I'm like sitting at a red light or traffic on 35, good Lord. Um, I've like, kind of like looked in my rear view. Cause sometimes like I'll catch a, you know, glimpse of something like someone's moving and probably about a handful of times. Cause I, I think I put that on my car probably at the beginning of the year. I don't remember. Um, but they were, they had their phone out. I don't know if they were scanning <laughs> it, but they had their phone like up. So I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, you have to be scanning my, scanning my car, the code thing. So, um, yeah, but I, I get, I do get a little paranoid. I'm like, Oh, I, I can't cut someone off. <laughs> <Don't write laughs> me a bad review another something. example of how there are just so many different ways to reach people. And again, I think that speaks to, you know, one of the ways that you find out about these is by being in these spaces and seeking people out and following people and just really kind of understanding what these spaces look like and, and getting in there and not waiting until you're ready, like until you have everything ready, but just trying it. That's what so much of this is too, right? Is getting over. I mean, you brought up fear in different instances, but that's what so much of this is, right? It's getting rid of your fear to take that next step, getting rid of your fear that, you know, it's not going to go over well and recognizing that there is a certain amount of rejection that comes along with anything, starting a new business or starting a new job or career or whatever it is. Right. So given all that, you know, kind of everything you're managing, what would you say, do you have any like 
top tips or things that you do that really do help you kind of keep stress at bay or the things that you do for self-care? I mean, I know you said in the pandemic, you know, love adding land, your business was kind of your self-care in a way building it, but like when you need to step away, what are some things that really help you with that? Um, well, I guess the first thing would be kind of going back to the fear really quick. I like, when I think about it, I'm like, Oh, well, what if I didn't do the boutique? Um, or even in the moment of like, before I even really started it, I mean, there were thoughts like, well, if I don't do this, like, when am I going to do it? Or am I, am I going to do it ever? Um, and I guess a tip, I guess, or advice would be like, if you're, it doesn't have to be a business. It could be starting a job. It could be going back to school, whatever, literally could put in any scenario. And I would just say, do it. Like, seriously, it's very cliche, but really to just do it because I mean, we only get one life. And I think, and I've, I've reflected for sure from COVID and I'm like, okay, like what else is there that I want to do? Like granted, you know, I, we don't know how long we have. So I'm like, just, just do it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But for things that I do to maybe like take a step back and like think on things, I mean, for me, my family is very supportive and very, um, we're very open about kind of, kind of everything. So whenever I'm having, you know, it doesn't even have to be a bad day where I'm maybe just like tired. I'm like, Oh, like I'll, I'll do this tomorrow or something. They are very like, it's fine. Like they, they're not pushy. Like, no, like just, just finish it out. And like, it'll be fine. And you can rest tomorrow or type thing, which there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes they are like that, but when I'm, they know when I'm very tired and like really kind of not on they they know and they're like oh she's she needs to take us take a rest take a step back and I'm kind of not that I'm at that point right now but I think with graduation coming up they're like Mm -hmm. you need to just chill like a second (laughs) Um, that's it I mean that's a huge thing right there is like having people in your life who can tell you that who can recognize the different things you need because sometimes we don't right or we do but we need that permission or recognition from people in different ways. And like you said, sometimes it is telling, you no, Addie, go for it. And other times it's like, no, maybe you should take a nap, but being able to like, also accept that response from people is huge, right? Being able to recognize, okay, these are people who love and care about me and we've had this relationship. And so they're going to hold me in these different ways. And sometimes I need to be held in different ways. Sometimes it is the tough love. Sometimes it is like the, you know, the more supportive emotional support or whatever it looks like. So it's good to keep having people like that, who you are able to, to have those spaces with. Yeah. And to, I mean, I think, and I'm pretty like self-aware and I think it just kind of like comes with me. I realized too, like, cause you said that fact that I can like accept that and like take not criticism, but take that with what people are saying. I really have realized like you, like when you need to rest, like you need to rest. And I think before really honestly like I can't really pinpoint a time but probably before COVID I really was like okay like yeah you're tired but like you can sleep when you're dead (laughs) like you can you can chill kind of when you're done with school or whenever and now I'm like no like it's one day like if you take one day or even two to recharge and like not do anything and like watch Netflix or whatever Mm -hmm. not be on your phone all day like that's fine 
Like the world is not going to stop because at least for me, like my perspective, like one day, if I don't post something about the boutique or don't, I'm not, I don't post like a lot. Usually what I do, it's fine. Like one day is not going to kill you. Right. And it's a little different like business wise, because I guess the way I look at it, especially because it's an online store, it's not a storefront. If I'm not posting or sharing or doing something online for people to find my store or go shop. I mean, that means my doors are closed. Like people aren't seeing it and being like, Oh yeah, I meant to go on go online and go shop that item or whatever. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, if I don't post, like I'm kind of closed, like, even though that's. No, I love that. Like I was looking back at like time hop or whatever. And it said something uh, last year at this time I had posted a graphic that said like closed for spiritual maintenance, like for myself. And I just love that. It was like, yeah, sometimes I do need to close the doors because I love right. that is like, even though you're not a brick and mortar store, it's like, cause otherwise it is kind of that thing that's always in the background of like, hey, you're supposed to be posting this many times a day, or did you show up in your stories or did you make a reel or whatever? You know, there's all these formulas, okay. right? And, and knowing, so knowing very clearly that there are best business practices and ways to grow your business, but then also being able to step away and realize like, those might be the best business practices, but they're not best for me today. Yes. And like that. And I think that that when you're growing a business or growing anything like that, it's like really getting clear on that. Like you can know all the best things to do, even with relationships, not just business, whatever. Right. But it's like getting clear on what the best thing for you is and being okay with letting go of like the guilt or the shame of, or whatever that I didn't do my, you know, just show up 10 times in my story today or whatever. (laughs) Well, in in the long run, when you do take those days or week vacation, whatever in work or your business or whatever, it may be relationships. Like if you just take a moment to step back, it helps in the long run and it helps you be like, okay, I'm refreshed. Like, what do we need to get done today or this week? Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, to to do that and know that is very, very important. I think. Thank you so much for coming on today and just telling us a little bit more about kind of the things that you've been doing and how we can all really, I love the way that you just talked about, you know, we're finding out the things that work out best for us and looking for new ways of doing things and finding that information, but in a way that is like fueling our growth, as opposed to looking at other people and feeling like things aren't possible for us. So I'm so excited that we got a chance to catch up a little bit today. Um, I'll link everything for everybody in the show notes. Obviously, um, if you want to tell us where can we find you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yes. So um, we are online. Um, it'll be in the show notes, like she said, but it's loveaddylynn.com. Lynn is with one N. <laughs> um, it should probably pop up if you put in two ends. It's It should pop up, but um, that is the link to the website. And then if you want to find us on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok um, for all three, the at name is shop love Addie Lynn. So it's pretty, try to keep it pretty simple. Um, but yeah, there, what are we at? I'm like lost my countdown for the days till Christmas, but yeah, you're close. So if y'all need any like last minute items or anything, or even if you just want to splurge on yourself, um, yeah, Christmas, New Year's, this is my favorite time to get all sorts of fun, fun outfits for the whole year, because this (laughs) this is like my favorite time. So go ahead and look her up online again. Thank you so much for coming on Addie. It was wonderful to catch up with you. I'm so excited that we got a chance to talk today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. When you texted me, I was like, oh, 
no brainer. Yes, for sure. So (laughs) thank you so much. It was awesome. Here are some takeaways from today's episode. Sometimes we get stuck in the little details of a big idea, but when we are open for inspiration and guidance, you'll know when the right details click into place. There's so much more to owning a business than all the rainbows and butterflies that may be applied on social media. Taxes, customer service, and the day-to-day mundane tasks really can be overwhelming if you don't have someone guiding you. There is such an abundance of space for all of us, even if sometimes we do similar things as others. Truly collaborating and supporting others who are in different points of their journey builds up faith in humanity and moving the needle forward for all of us. The entrepreneurial spirit can be contagious. Seeing others being inventive and excited about a new facet of their business can ignite your own flame for what you are doing. Thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.